0: spent many a countless hour in little small kitchens with a huge stone right in the middle what we would use as an island like you have here uh that's where that's where the stone was and they filled the fire and it was open above and just all night cooking and just amazing
1: so what did you specialize in what
0: what was your so for me the the tacos and the tortas just kept drawing me back every time we start talking menus and we already knew what Bell was going to cook. We just didn't know what version it was going to be. It was going to be 2.2 or 9.1 <laughs> because it just kept, kept growing and changing and molting into what it is today. Mm. So it kept evolving. It really today. did. Yeah. The evolution of this food has been as an exciting a journey for me as anything else.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Turuturu, the Filipino restaurant podcast where each week we profile restaurants or food trucks serving delicious Filipino cuisine. This is your host, Gene Carrarao, avid home cook and event promoter for the Adobo Throwdown Cooking Competition and Food Expo. And so I'm here with Bud and Belle Stoker, owner-operators of Patriot Grill. So Bud and Belle, can you guys just formally introduce yourselves?
2: I'm Belle Stoker, uh almost fifty years old. <laughs> I'm behalf of my, I'm. I'm always say I'm Belle, and my husband is Bud, the Beauty and the Beast.
0: <laughs> and let the love begin. All
1: right, <laughs> yes. there you go. Welcome to the uh, Turo podcast. So, you are the owner operators of Patriot Grill yes. food truck. Yes, so, just. Uh, Tell us some information about your food truck. Like, what do you guys serve and, and where are you generally located and when, when are you generally open?
0: Awesome. Well, uh, again, this is Bud Stoker speaking, the, the beast, I guess. I have to be yes. the beast. But uh, we, uh, we started Patriot Grill, well, the concept started over six years ago. But uh, we actually put it into operation once we had the design of the bus and all about uh, three years ago. Uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Great timing Mm -hmm. for starting a new business, especially in food service. But uh, Patriot Grill, uh, me being a former veteran and and a patriot to our country, I love our nation we live in. uh, We thought Patriot Grill would be a great -hmm. great idea, great thing to call
1: it. That is such an awesome name. And I love your logo with the eagle. And so
0: who designed your logo? Uh, Some folks, uh, Walter at uh, Print EC in Selma, I went to him with the concept, I had drawn this out, and the one thing that I wanted to make sure uh, was that the eagle had his wings spread, but had his head bowed. And we uh, we felt that the strength, but yet the humbleness was so, so important to kind of check up from the neck up every day, mm-hmm. if you would, that that had to be part of the bus. And uh, the the design that uh, Walter came back with, as you've seen the bus many times, is utterly amazing. Uh, you can feel, you feel patriotic when mm-hmm. you're around it. You feel like you love who you are and where you are.
1: Yep. Uh, it looks awesome. Uh, and it's, it's very inspiring when I look at it. So he did a great job. Um, and then where, do you, where are you generally located? Like where, what areas do you normally go to?
0: We are, we're, we're licensed. We're a full commercial kitchen. So we, we, uh, we are set up uh, quite a bit uh, throughout San Antonio. We, do, we also do catering as well as taking the bus. So we saw that as a real advantage to be able to hit different parts of the market. Uh, for example, we, we've done several large birthday parties where there were 150 plus people that wanted the presence of the bus there because it is in one man's opinion, I'm sure, but it's very magnificent looking when it pulls up. It's a it's an old tran not an old but a transport van that used to be at an airport and a company in uh, in Kansas called Extreme Bus Builders. I sent them my design of what I wanted inside the kitchen and. Six months later, she was ready to go, and then we had Walter finish the design and put the a logo on it, but a lot of people want to just be catered food in, and so uh, we have people with the Philippine-American Chamber of Commerce that call us uh, at the University of Texas Health Science Center School of Nursing. We've done several events there where we go in and do a complete catering with white tablecloths, and and a whole list of uh, different foods. We have quite a selection you can choose from, kind of a pick and choose. And so we we, we do the catering as well. So we're kind of all over San Antonio. We just had an, a really exciting uh, event at an older uh, building that's being remodeled on the west side of San Antonio, that is on Zarzamora Street, and uh, DHRP uh, the uh, realty group is. Kind of spearheading this uh, project to rebuild this this building and bring some life to it. So pretty exciting. We did uh, just tacos down Mm -hmm. there. That's all they wanted was we want your tacos. So we're all over San Antonio, and then uh, we live in Shirts. We own a home there in Shirts, and just absolutely love living in Shirts, Texas. But uh, we we do quite a few locations throughout Shirts. Uh, We're very active in New Braunfels. We're licensed there as well. And then we're, we're starting some kind of cranking Selma back up again. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting to be working in Selma. So that's been pretty much a full-time go since there's only three of us that mm-hmm. are on the bus all the time.
1: Okay, so it's you uh, Carol. And, and Carol. Yeah, and Carol, Carol Rose. Okay.
0: Carol. Yeah, Carol is uh, a retired physician's assistant whom I've known for almost 20 years now. And uh, she... She got excited, I guess, because I was excited. She could see the passion as we were building the concept of a food truck. Didn't really know which way we wanted to go. My culinary training and background is uh, more Louisiana cuisine uh, for uh, crawfish etouffee, shrimp, uh, catfish and shrimp, moisture boys. Mm -hmm. But uh, we kind of started mixing the fusion together and it, uh, it's kind of taken a life form of its own. It's been very exciting.
1: Okay. Okay. So I'm going to touch base on the uh, uh, on your food truck, your operations. But I want to go and then ask you a question about before you guys had the food truck, your background. Um, so, Belle, can you tell me about your background? Like, where did you grow up? And where did you go to school? And your career before the food truck? Oh, I
2: grew up in Santa Rosa Laguna. Um, and my husband bring me here um, 10 years almost 10 years now and I got my culinary um, school certification in one of the program in Santa Rosa Laguna so uh, from there when my husband brought me here in America I just a plain housewife but he is uh, working and I'm just in the house that's the time I Build some kind of our food that um, make him satisfied and happy. Okay. So that's started. Okay. So I, since uh, you know we're in America, it's we uh, live in Laredo, so it's far away to get a Filipino product. It's in okay. Laredo, so I I experiment all these kinds of seasoning mm-hmm. in in Laredo. What's in H E V and Walmart? And it started that uh, I make some kind of recipe that it's uh, unique. It's uh, like I invented it uh, the way I, I want it.
1: Okay, yes. so we're when you said you had your culinary training in, in Santa Rosa, Rosa in the Philippines. In the Philippines. Did you um, um, did you work in a restaurant at all? Did you work in the restaurant in the street? No, that at all?
2: time uh, I got the program because I'm waiting for my. Papers to okay. Here in America. All right. So, uh, like downtime. Okay. That's the downtime, and I just uh, enrolled in the one of the program in Santa Rosa.
1: Okay. Yes. And then, so you developed you basically developed a, kind of a, a fusion food because yes. you didn't have all the ingredients that you're used to in the Philippines. Yes. Right. And, and then, so you were in Laredo for how long? Three years. For three years. Okay. Laredo,
2: because it's working in Mexico. Oh, okay. That's it. Ah, yeah. all right. We're on the, the American side, and he's he's working as international, yeah, working yeah. in an embassy. Yeah, I'm
0: working at the U.S. Consulate okay. in Nuevo Laredo, Because Mexico.
2: he's a safety Indian okay.
0: like, across, across the river. Because
1: I noticed some of your food, some of your sauces have kind of uh, like the dip for yes. the lumpia. It's actually a, a Korean sauce, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I, I want to ask more about that when we talk about yes. the menu. So you were heavily influenced by... Uh, they buy like Tex-Mex cooking, yeah. okay, that's interesting.
2: The, the, the place that we live, it's that uh, don't have like an uh, Asian market, it's near in Mexico, so the people there is just going to here in San Antonio uh, or Houston okay. to get there, and you're just the two of us in the house, why I should, I will go yes. just to get mm-hmm. that Asian? so I I go to HEB, find the seasoning, whatever seasoning they have here in Texas, and that's how uh, I experiment my recipe.
0: That's about the time you started experimenting yeah. with, with the mm-hmm, yeah, different types of chilies yeah. and different types of peppers. Uh, I would come home every evening to a whole different batch of here's the latest and greatest. What do you think? And mm-hmm. some of it was so hot, it almost made yeah. me grow hair, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. But just watching her take the culinary training that she yeah. had and her experience in, in the culinary school. And then by, by just because you were forced into it, really, we, yeah. we, we would make trips as far north as we could to try to find an Asian store. Mm-hmm. Only to find out it really wasn't a real Asian store, that the items that she needed were not it's there. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's when the concept started to kind of take a life of its own. Okay. So it was pretty exciting to watch it happen.
1: Okay. And then how about you, was I wanted to ask more about your background. So where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Louisiana. Louisiana.
0: Okay, I was born in Texas, so I'm a native Texan. God bless Texas. <laughs> yeah, but uh, had had quite a bit of. Uh, I traveled literally all over the world over the years. I, mm-hmm. I was uh, when I got out of the military. I was in the military for many years. Got out of the military, went to work uh, for the Louisiana State Police, and uh, was transferred into the hazardous Material Unit, and I worked train derailments like the one we just saw on TV a few weeks ago Mm. up in Ohio Uh, Mm. but some were much more severe but uh, and from when I left law enforcement that's when the interest in food really took hold and living in New Orleans for a very long time and getting getting a lot of my experience from the real Cajun cooking and meeting the people that were the movers and shakers of the day mm-hmm. in, 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 in Cajun cuisine really inspired me, but I never really had an outlet for it. And okay. I wound up uh, taking a job 25 years ago now as a safety engineer in construction, and that had taken me literally all over the world. Uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, Amman, Jordan, uh, and all over Mako and Guatemala,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's when the interest for Bell and I to do the food truck really took hold. As yeah. I was just enthralled.
2: Even we live in Laredo, we talk about it because I'm just staying in the house. Mm-hmm. It's just like maybe we can we can uh, open a restaurant, but how you how are you gonna do that? You're alone because yeah. we don't have a friends in Laredo that time. Yeah, it so maybe it, we, we need yeah. to wait more time. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah and, and so that I think that you know I, I grew so in love in the Philippines with with the, everybody's got a little wooden stand out in front of their house that mm-hmm. sells something. Yep. Yeah. E- everything from chicle to adobo. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what what you're looking right. for, you just walk down the street I and you can my. find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear the guy in the middle of the night walking down the street. Balut. Yep. Balut. <laughs> yep. And to me, that just inspired me. even more to want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you watch these Netflix specials on the Taco Chronicles, and it, it's just amazing how everything started to come together and about five or six years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We said, Lord, why are we not taking our passion, and our love for cooking, and be together as a team all the time, mm-hmm. yep. and build this, this business that became Patriot Grill?
1: So, for, but Bell does all the cooking, or do you do oh, any no. of them? I okay, no. So I good. fight her for it all, all the right. time. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: I think over the last three years, and of course, I know we're going to talk about the pandemic and how life-changing that was for us as entrepreneurs and, and, and those, those type of things, but, but I started taking more and more interest in more of the Latin fusion food. Uh, the time that I spent in Mexico and in Guatemala, I always hung out with all the abuelas, all the grandmas, mm-hmm. because they're the ones that know how to how to cook. You know, the, the guys would say, "Oh, if you want to learn how to do this, you need to go meet my grandmother. She she does this with chilies, and nobody does it like that. And you got to go learn this." And I'd go, "When can I be there?" Mm-hmm. I was just drawn to that, and so. I, spent many a countless hour in little small kitchens with a huge stone in, right in the middle what we would use as an island like you have here uh, that's where that's where the stone was and they would okay. build the fire and it was open above and just the, the, all night cooking and just amazing yeah. so what did you specialize in what what was your So for me the the tacos and the tortas just kept drawing me okay. back every time we start talking menus. And we already knew what Bell was going to cook. We just didn't know what version it was going to be. If it was going to be 2.2 or 9.1, <laughs> because it just kept kept growing and changing and molting into what it is today. Mm. So it kept evolving. It really over, did. Yeah. The, the evolution of this food has been as an exciting a journey for me as anything else. Okay. Um, so that was your,
1: uh, you talked about your career before the food truck. Um, can you talk about your your military career?
0: Yes, I I, I uh, spent a total of eight years uh, in the military, and I was a uh, canine handler. Okay. Worked, worked in the canine what branch delivery. of service? I, I started off in the United States Air Force and okay. ended up in in the Marine Corps. Okay. Uh, quite a combination, uh, and, and both offered unique opportunities. Mm-hmm. But the, the the Marine Corps was more uh, in my reserve time, so okay. I just got assigned there. But, but as a canine handler, uh, I worked a working dog in Vietnam in 72 and and that was fun. Yeah. And uh, as a young man traveling to Southeast Asia for the first time, really I think as far as I'd ever been from Shreveport, Louisiana mm-hmm. was uh, Dallas, Texas. So I was not the world traveler until then. Mm-hmm. But I got the bug, it was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And honorably uh, discharged and went straight into law enforcement was hired by the state police and uh, spent uh, almost 10 years there and then I really got into the safety engineering part of stuff you know how how does how do things fit together and how do they stay that way and that was exciting for Mm -hmm. me and uh, but always in the back of my mind uh, I wanted to be involved in something to do with a restaurant I just knew that's the cooking, the actual what goes into that, and how does how do you make the layers jump out? You know, how do when somebody bites into your food, what makes the eyes go up and mm. get real wide, and they just look at you and usually just give you a big thumbs up while they're chewing. And, and to me, that would, would be so satisfying. Mm. And I used to cook for a lot of people. Uh, we, Belle and I, did did that quite a bit down in Laredo.
2: I always cook, and I always give it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we would cook enough for
0: for a small <laughs> yeah, party of fifty, yeah. and <laughs> and then because you know you know the Filipino culture, yeah. you gotta have, you gotta have a go go box, you take it with house. you. So I'm gonna cook, and then I'm gonna give it away to the
2: neighbors or surrounding yeah. our our apartment. <laughs> yeah, and they would they
0: were always like, oh, Filipino lumpia! I've never had that. I heard mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, where have you been? Yeah. You know, you hadn't had lumpia. It it was an exciting journey. The, the last three and a half years have been, I would say, probably the biggest roller coaster ride of mm. my life. Uh, leaving a career where I was comfortable and well established and well respected, and then all of a sudden you're you're doing what? You're gonna buy a hundred thousand dollar food truck? Yes. What are you doing?
1: Well, it's 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 something that you always wanted to do, right? And, and, it and is. yep so let's talk about let's talk about that. But I want to talk about the why. So why did you open a food truck?
0: We looked in the beginning. I'd say five and a half years mm-hmm. ago, uh, I was in Guatemala mm-hmm. and working at the uh, U.S. Embassy in Guatemala City, and I think that's where, where the spark really happened to me that there's something to this. And, you know, the basic need in, in, as humans to be together around a table, a, a, it doesn't matter, the hood of a car, and breaking bread together and sharing food. And I learned this from the Latin culture. You just go around and get some of everybody's. Mm. It's the way, and, and in the Philippines, it's the same way. I've watched it time and time again, the similarities. And that's where the spark happened. Then we just had to decide what we were gonna do. Did we want to open a restaurant? I didn't want to be tied to one spot, one area. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to go out and take the food to the people. Yeah. And so first first we looked at trailers, and then we looked, and then then this bus idea came in. And I thought, man, I just hadn't seen any of those, but what a great idea. You just, when you get done cooking, you sit down in the driver's seat and away you go, right? Turns out it's not quite that easy, but, but it, in my head it was. The
2: it, other why is Bud and I have the same personality that we love um, people seeing happy because yeah. mm-hmm. we're serving the food. Yep. That's, that's the one thing that we, we are just like, uh, our hearts having a joy seeing people that we, we, we gave food and then they are happy because we do it, we do it to them. Yeah, yeah I true. just
1: realized that, yeah, being in the food truck, they can see everything you're doing. They can yeah. see how you work. Yes. They can see everything. They can see your joy. They can see any yes. kind of frustration. Right. And they can see raw emotion.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you were like out there. You just it put yourself out there. It
0: pulled back the curtain. Yes. Yeah. You can't go hide in the kitchen. You mm-hmm. that's, right.
2: that's That's me and bud. What you see is what you get. We, we have more fun.
0: We have more fun uh, at these events when the people are lining up and everybody's got all this anticipation and we're excited. And Bell's yelling out the window <laughs> at everybody. And she sees a Filipino. It's like she just found her long lost sister that yeah. she's never seen in person. And she runs and hugs people just. Arbitrarily, I mean, and it's just so amazing to see and the, the joy. Yeah, inside. the thing
2: is, I've been alone for how many years? You keep me like because yeah. of your work. We're jumping into the area, in other place, and hmm. other place, and I don't have a uh, like a constant friend. You like, didn't. We were moving we're just around moving from around. country to country, so place said, to place. So I said, and what else are we gonna do when you retire?" He said, uh, "Maybe a restaurant." Or yeah, a what, what am I gonna do now? That's you know, it. That's but you, I think
0: the biggest part of the why. It is very simple. We were thousands, if not tens of thousands of miles apart in our relationship for 12 years.
2: I was gone. Mm -hmm.
0: I was in foreign countries where I could not take her because of security issues. And then even here working in the States, I was in different time zones. Mm -hmm. That is not a relationship. That is not. And Belle and have love for each other, and I know I speak for her as well, and you can verbalize it yourself, yes. but our love for each other is so strong that being apart tears my heart apart. And uh, the money was awesome doing what I was doing, and of course, being the director of safety always sounds wonderful, but in reality, it's just a thing. And what really is important is, is you know, God, family, and country, and... And I had my priorities all turned around. Job was nowhere in there, and Mm -hmm. so us being together now, every day for almost three months now, I think it's the longest (laughs) I've been with you. Yeah, and she hasn't killed me yet. It hasn't been a terrible accident at our house. Yeah,
2: this is. uh, Yeah,
0: We're, we're actually together. We can actually plan things together. So the why is to have a marriage, to really have a real marriage, not. And you see, our society today. All the guys I worked with from ages early twenties to my age, late sixties, are all working away from their families. And those they weren't always good relationships either. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't gonna allow this to become that. Okay. This was too important. Yes. And then the food truck became what completed us. It was the last piece that made us whole again. Yeah. That we could to be together, community. serve God, serve the community. It's been amazing.
1: Okay. Now I want to go into the how. So how did you open? Did you have a set plan? Did you do a business plan? I did.
0: Okay. I spent two years (laughs) learning how to build a business plan. (laughs) I had all the cliches. I still have it. I keep it on my desk right next to me all the time for a reason. Because the time that I labored over that and lamented and concerned and worried and turns out that it really is just a piece of paper. It did not turn Mm -hmm. out that way at all. What my concept of what we were gonna do was, hasn't had much to do with what what we did. And maybe we're unique (laughs) because uh, I don't have a bachelor's degree in business management. And I don't think the people that do know, they've never gone out and run a business anyway. So it all sounds good and looks good on paper. When I would read it to myself every night when I'd finish a chapter, usually sitting in the the little place I was in in Guatemala City in 10 I'd read it and go, whew, I am the sharpest pencil in the box. Turns out we didn't have a clue. Yep. Because what it takes to really start one of these, you don't know what you don't know.
1: Exactly. I was just about to say...
0: You yeah. Just And yep. I've told Bill a thousand times, Bill, we have to remember, sweetie, that this is not a little wood stand in front of the
2: house. It's different. This yeah. is
0: not what that is. You can't just close up shop and turn it off. It's because different. it never stops. Right. It never stops. It just keeps coming at you. Uh, we used the uh, description down at SpaceX, drinking from a fire hose, because mm-hmm. that's what we had to do. Yes. Our learning curve was straight up. Yep.
2: That's our learning
1: yeah.
0: More every day. We yeah. learn every day. We I've got nothing figured out yet.
2: Day, by day.
0: day yeah. by day. So did did you on
1: um, like on when you bought the food truck? Did you go through any kind of financing? Partially, uh, yes.
0: Okay. Partially, we paid for up front, and then uh, that's what started the design operation. Once we okay. had once we had actually selected that we were going to go with a bus. Why I like the bus very quickly versus the pull behind trailer. First of all, by the time you get a big enough trailer, you're nearly as big as an 18-wheeler. So imagine if you're pulling into an event where there's 20 other food trucks, and you have to be there first, set up, drive your truck away, and then you're the last to leave. Because there's another food truck on either side of you. Whereas with a food bus, when it's time, we shut everything down, I put it in reverse, I back up about three feet, I make a hard left turn, and we're going home. But so once we got to that stage, we I, I looked at bus builders all over the country and found a gentleman up in Lawrence, Kansas called Extreme Bus Builders and sent him saw he had a bus for sale that was just a bus. There's nothing in it, just a bus. The seats were still in it. For mm-hmm, what okay. they use at the airport for transporting back and forth to the rental car place, basically. I had had worked about two years with, with Bell and I doing it long distance usually. I'm gonna text you a picture, see what you think. The, the internal design of the cooking equipment to work on the smooth flow and transition. And you have been inside of our bus. You've seen what the way everything's lined up. So it's start to finish each step till the food goes back out the window again. And that took almost three years to come up with that design. But then they built it, built it in for us and we flew up there and picked it up and road trip home from Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah.
1: Okay, and then um, when did you
0: finally open?
2: October 2020.
0: October 2020. Just in time for the announcement from President Trump that (laughs) this is a pandemic, folks. We're in trouble. We don't (laughs) know what we got. I yeah. Yeah, it was 2020. (laughs) <laughs> and it was like, oh, uh-oh. And I, at yeah. that point, I, I was a, a corporate safety director, and the pandemic was starting to get deeper, wider, and the current was picking up fast. And so I was flying all over the country, as I told you before, on airplanes in masks and rubber gloves. And I'm I'm the oldest guy in yeah. the company, and I'm mm-hmm. the guy that they're sending to go to. And we were doing epidemiology uh um, Monitoring in military hospitals all over the country. And I literally, the night that I decided we were done, I flew into West Point, New York. Well, into New Jersey and then drove to West Point, New York. Arrived at the gate. They had high-ranking people at the gate, which never happens. Screened me through temperature checks, you know, stick your tongue out, open your eyeball. Like I had a dock in the box right there on the front gate of the military base. Six. Six of us on the airplane. And... When I pulled up in front of the hospital at West Point Military uh, Academy, they have a beautiful hospital there. They had tents set up out front with spotlights. It's nighttime by now. And there's people running around in Tyvek suits and respirators and Mm -hmm. gloves. And it reminded me of a scene from the movie Contagion. Mm -hmm. And I asked, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm in my mid-60s. And I'm out here. I'm one of those high-risk people in the country. And here I am. I'm going (laughs) to the fight, you know. And and the day of kicking down doors like I used to in law enforcement, they were long past me. And I was acutely aware of that. So that's when I said, you know, we got to pull the plug on this. It is time. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic just kept
1: coming. Mm -hmm. Kept coming. So when did you... uh... When was the food truck first
0: available to the public? When did you do your program? october twenty twenty yeah. I mean I mean like after that, okay, I'm sorry after so yeah, that. so so finally, <laughs> we had to make a tough business choice that this ain't working. Okay. Uh, the military bases were no longer allowing us there yeah. okay. uh, fewer and fewer places were allowing us to set up there. The fear is everyone knows
2: we're almost ready in the military, but the thing, the lady that we are. Talk to the lady. Say, oh, the government. The government just
0: shut it down. The health, yeah. the health okay. officer for the government. The, government. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: when did that get? When
0: did that happen? That was February, March.
2: Yeah, uh, December 20. of 2020. Yeah. supposed okay. to be. Uh, we already uh, set up on the, set base. Up on the military. The base. Just, right. Yeah, the military base in Randall, mm-hmm. and then the lady who uh, assigned to did um, that uh, Work for A where
0: she was a Say civilian the employee government for
2: shut it down so okay. we were not able to come The here inspector us.
0: general of the United States said yeah. no more food trucks That's why on the basis.
2: It ended up we stay in Highway Seventy Eight.
0: Yeah, so we we spent another three months uh, with the wheels starting to rattle so to speak, metaphorically speaking. That we just kept trying any place we could. We would pay people to let us sit in their little parking You'd lot. Right? Yeah, you
2: know, a month, and
0: we weren't even hardly making that. Yeah. And of course, the costs are way beyond that. Yeah, and I know, I know we're probably going to mention that here in a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, we would. We were scared. That's that was when the fear took over. That man, but it's just not working. And nobody wanted to have food trucks anymore nobody could more than six people anywhere at a house it was mm-hmm. like living in communist China you know got people neighbors calling on each other hey they're, they're having a party next door <laughs> yeah
1: that is those were scary times they were yeah.
0: and so I went I I was blessed in that a friend of mine had had uh, called me up one day we're sitting on the food truck literally sitting mm-hmm. not working and uh said, Hey, I need you. So we've got this really difficult project, first of its kind, uh, down at SpaceX in Boca Chica, Texas. And I need a safety engineer to build the first Mars launch tower. And I went, Ooh, ah, mm-hmm. you know, get your calculator out, yep. buddy. We're about to get busy. So we had, we had to make the tough choice. And to you, shut down. Yeah, you're tempted to bring
2: the food truck in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, by the time I got down there and got to know everybody, yeah. I started cooking for them down there. Bell and I, when Belle would come with me, and and we'd, we'd cook. We started just because the basics was like, can you bring your food truck down here? And we almost did, but it was taking us away from what I wanted to do. Sure. That would be more what we, we lovingly call the Roach Coach uh, concept that we were all very used to in the construction world. That the truck pulls up, they don't play the horn. You run out there, and there's a hamburger and french fries that they made at nine o'clock this morning that you grab it and you eat that and you just keep going. And Mm. it's not, you know, our motto is great food made from scratch. And it is. That's awesome. So that's when we shut down. And now uh, I retired again. Mm. Number three is the charm, right? Third time's the charm.
1: Kind of like Michael Jordan. He retired several times. And apparently he's doing okay.
0: But yeah, I think it was what, in uh, November?
2: November. Yeah. When when I
0: retired of last year of 22. That's why we went
2: to the Philippines.
0: Yeah, and we (laughs) went to the Philippines, spent time with her dad, Tatai. And I said, you know, this being with you for two weeks in a row is pretty exciting. I'm kind of liking this. Mm -hmm. You know, I almost asked you to marry me again.
2: You know? Is that, that kind
0: of cool and exciting, you know? I said, maybe it's time for me to... It's a to...
2: challenge again.
0: <laughs> and our pastor said one day, if not now, when? It had nothing to do with Bud or Bell. Yeah. Totally different topic, but that stuck in my head. So I printed that out on a big piece of paper and stuck it in my little office <clears> at home. And, and I look at that every day. If not now, when? Cause I still get phone calls from friends and acquaintances and you know, business associates. Hey, I got this gig going on in North Dakota, man. If I could get you to go there, everything God. It'd be just right.
2: Nebraska. Yeah, and
0: Nebraska. <laughs> one down in Florida. Never in San Antonio, Texas. That's, God, that's God's working there. That's God working on it right there. Like, no, you know, I'm not going to tempt you with one in San Antonio, buddy. Uh, Israel. Israel was was on on the table. Okay So retired So you retired in November Right And then We dusted yeah. off the bus Okay And <laughs> away we went And we retooled And another
2: challenge chicken
0: which one? You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> yeah. There's been so many.
2: We're going to the inspection in San Antonio to get the license. Oh, yeah. California that
0: we, we can talk about that during the inspection yeah. part, you okay. right. have. that is, yeah. that is yeah. an exciting <laughs> yeah. journey. Yeah. It's okay. a roller coaster going backwards with no yes. straps to hold you in. That's what it is.
1: Yeah. Okay. That was part one of our interview with Bud and Bell Stoker of Patriot Grill. On the next episode of the Doodle Doodle Podcast,
0: I would have to say Mm. the tacos. Okay. Because they are a little bit different than anywhere else you go get them. Mm. I I call them my Christmas tacos because that Mm -hmm. is what a taco is supposed to
1: look like. Yep.
0: That's what a taco is supposed to look like.
1: It's not only colorful, but it's also very, I mean, it's got so many different flavors. Yeah. And -hmm. you don't really need any sauces.
0: You don't. I put a little mm-hmm. bit of mango chipotle aioli mm-hmm. on there and you get that little bit of bite from the chipotle and mm-hmm. you get a little bit of sweet from the mango and with the fresh cilantro and onions, mm-hmm. you just can't go wrong.
1: Thank you for listening to Turuturo, the Filipino restaurant podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Salamat po at tayo Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.